Hey, Robin. Hi, Jay. God bless you. Thank you for joining the Neighborhood Preacher Podcast and IG. I don't know how much um, of the Word of God that you have had today, but if the Word is our food, um, would you mind eating with me again? I think I always have something special. Uh, what's up, Big Dave? Uh like I said, I don't know how much of the Word of God that uh, you've had today, but if you'll allow me to share uh, the Word with you, um, I just take great pleasure in doing that. So first of all, I want to say God bless you. Thanks a lot for connecting with me. Thanks for believing uh, the gift of God in me. And um, if you caught up with us on Saturday, uh, and even if you didn't, I'll fill you in. Saturday, uh, this last Saturday was uh, a reflection and uh, it, was, it was really just examining um, Peter versus Judas and how they dealt with their sin. And, and uh, I've kind of talked about that for a little bit, but um, I'm definitely on the series of, of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And, and honestly, I think a lot of times people hear that and then they just turn off. They just, I already know that. Well, no, you don't. <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of things that we know, but there's still a lot of things we need to hear. Can I get an amen? Woo -woo. Um, you know, to be honest with you, um, you know, I'm I, I'm examining the the scriptures of, uh, you know, Jesus being the Son of God, and that's that's what we've been talking about. And and John chapter uh, thirteen verses thirty six. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty amazing that uh, Jesus begins to uh, predict. Um, he begins to predict um, Peter denying him three times, right? And uh, what's powerful is Simon Peter says to him, Lord, Hey, where are you going? Because Jesus is starting to talk about his departure. And Jesus is basically saying, where I'm going, and I think you guys need to hear this. I got something for you. He says, where I'm going, you cannot follow me now. Yeah, you cannot follow me now, but you shall follow me afterward. And I don't know if this is like you, but it sounds like me. Peter said to him, Lord, why cannot not follow you now? I will lay down my life for your sake. Jesus answered him and said, Will you lay down your life for my sake? Most assuredly, I say to you, the rooster shall not crow till you have denied me three times. What's powerful here is, as I take a look at the life of Peter, and it reminds me of myself, it's a very humbling perspective to, to know that Jesus was beaten and bruised and he was afflicted for my transgressions and he's carrying this cross and he's almost naked and he's his flesh is open what's up fam what's up my brothers God bless you what's up big Willie? Hi, Apostle. What's up, Raphael? 
Good to see you guys. Listen, so Jesus is carrying this cross and he's tore up from the floor up and he's persecuted. He's being spit on. And we see that when it was really time to take up that cross, to be there for the Lord, I find myself many times like Peter. Now I'm in the crowd doing what, what the world's doing because this girl says, hey, you sound like Jesus. You sound, you talk like him. And Peter says, nah, F that. He begins to curse. He says, nah, I don't even know that dude. And the reality is, is when the push comes to shove and it's really time. See, now I'm not talking about being in church. It's, it's almost easier when you're in church to produce your faith and maybe get a slip of the hand or a shout. Sometimes I still get crooked eyes when I shout a little loud. Like, hey, man, tone it down. No, you tone it down. <laughs> but let me tell you something. I'm going to keep praising God because here's why. What we realize is that when it's convenient, I'm going to go do the things of the world. I'm going to look like the world so I don't follow right after Jesus carrying this cross, getting the same persecution he is, getting spit on, getting hit, getting beat. And that's true, Papa. Our, our, our process reveals many things about ourselves, and it does. And you know why? Because I've, I look back and I see all the times that I served God, and then when it was convenient, when I decided, I said, well, let me take a break, just like Peter. So Jesus, in John chapter 14, he says something phenomenal, and this is where I want to take you, where Jesus begins to reveal who he is, where he's going, and what he has for us. In John 14, he says, let not your heart be troubled. Is that for you tonight? Because I know that my heart gets troubled, and I love the Lord, but my heart gets troubled. And if your heart is troubled tonight, let me remind you, look how precious Jesus is. He says, he knows he's going to go to the cross. He knows that he's going to be beaten and bruised, and he's going to be murdered for me and you. And he knows nobody's going to be there for him. Man, thank you, Jesus. Man, thank you, Jesus, for doing it for me, for us, when we were going to leave you. He says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? Believe in me also. In my Father's house, there's many mansions. And if it were not so, I would not have told you. But I go to prepare a place for you. A lot of times we think that Jesus, if you go into a Catholic church, he's still on that cross and he's hanging. No, he's not. <laughs> he's risen. <laughs> on the third day, Jesus rose from the dead. He's been seated. Hi, Cherie. He's been seated in heavenly places. And Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. Sometimes the enemy can lie to you while your faith is being routined. It's, it's 
getting boring. And you got to stir up the gift of God that's within you. Paul tells that to Timothy. But Jesus is still working. And now he's in his splendor. Now he's preparing a place. He says, in my father's house, there's many mansions. And this is a word for me and you. Don't get caught up in the Rolls Royce and, 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 and the Rolexes and the green grass. Because I'll tell you right now, I got to admit it. I couldn't keep my grass green. He says, in my father's house, there's many mansions. And if it were not so, I wouldn't tell you this. Brothers and sisters, let us focus and put our eyes on things that are above, investing into the kingdom, knowing that we're here for a short amount of time and the flesh will lie to you. And Jesus goes to prepare a place for us. And Thomas, he says, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? This is for you tonight. How can we know the way in our ministry? with our families, with our relationships, at our job place, in the body of Christ, how do we know the way? It's a good question. And Jesus said to him, you ready for this? I think some of you know it. He says, I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. What a powerful, life-changing, revolutionary, revolutionizing statement from Jesus. He says, I am the way. And listen, after I break my head and after I can't figure it out as I'm walking with God, I'd like to strengthen you tonight. I'd like to equip you to strengthen your faith tonight. Keep your eyes on Jesus. You might think that you've been doing it. I think I've been doing it. But a lot of times, my mind gets weary. My body gets tired. And sometimes I'm going through the motions because I have no other choice. Sometimes I feel like he's not present, but he's more present than he could possibly ever be. When I'm weak, he's what? He's strong. When I'm poor, he's what? He's rich. But he became all of those things for me so that I might put on Christ. So no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, or no matter where you are, Jesus is the way, the truth, and he's life. So Philip comes, check this out, comes around the corner in verse 8. And he says, Lord, show us the Father. Well, before that, let me back up. In verse 7, he says, If you'd known me, you would have known the Father also. And from now on, you know him and you have seen him. Jesus is revealing in John chapter 14, I'm God in the flesh. Even though I'm equal to God and the Godhead. Remember, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Even though I'm equal, I don't show that I'm equal. I'm his son. I am showing you how to honor God. Now check this out. Philip says, Lord, show us the father and it would be sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me, Philip? 
He who has seen me has seen the Father. So here's a question I have for you tonight. Maybe ask a brother or a sister or two. Have you seen Jesus lately? Because brothers and sisters, I really believe if we're seeing Jesus, we're going to see him in each other. Hey, real talk. If you want to see Jesus, look for him in the poor. Look for him in the sick. Look for him in your brother or in your sister. And if you can't find him, maybe you're too busy looking. I'm just saying. Maybe we're too busy looking at all the other things. Jesus said, If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does... Ah, you're not even ready. (laughs) The Father who dwells in me does the works. (laughs) Praise the Lord. The Father in you, who dwells in you, does the work. And when we get too busy, and when we come to the end of ourselves, and we get tired, we get frustrated, we finally understand that apart from Him, fill it in, we can do nothing. But in Him, we can do all things. And yes, my love, yes, my sister, greater And my brother, greater is he who is in me than he who is of the world. Listen, if you're anything like me, every time you've been in the world, come on now, you didn't get that million dollars. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't get a greater outcome than the last season. Come on now. Come on. I should, I should get some, some claps for that one. We, we, We don't get anything new. There's nothing new under the sun. There's no greater reward out here as we're chasing the things of the world and in the flesh. Jesus says, the Father's in me and I am in the Father. And he says, he says, it's the Father who dwells in me that does the works. Believe in me that I am in the Father and my Father's in me or else. Believe me for the sakes of the works themselves. You know how many people are lost today looking for a sign. And history tells us Jesus fulfilled over 300 prophecies. What more do we need? There was a question that I came across today from somebody's testimony. They said, hey, um, you know, when the rapture takes place, can, you know, I'm not ready to give up my sin right now, but I'm pretty sure when it's time, you know, to take the mark of the beast, you know, I will be ready to give my life to, to, to Christ. Listen, if you can't give your life, to Jesus now, you won't be able to do it when the tribulation comes. And that's the truth. Jesus says, believe in me for the works if you don't believe in anything else. Check this out. Look at the the next thing that we find here. He says, most assuredly, I say to you that he who believes in me and the works that I do, he will do also and greater works than these he will do. Here's another thing we stumble upon that Jesus is revealing before he goes to the cross. After he reveals that he's a son of God, 
He says, believe in me and God who dwells in me that does the works. And he says, greater works will you do also. And he says, because I go to my father, whatever you ask in my name, I will do that. My father may be glorified in the son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Look at the next point that I want to make here. Jesus promises another helper. I don't know about you, but I need a lot of help. I need a lot of help, especially where God is taking me and what God is doing. I need all the help I can get in this dark and fallen world so that I might be the light of the world. In verse 15 of John chapter 14, he says, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. My time's coming up in about three minutes. But this this helper that is present with us now is called the Holy Spirit. You hear it, people pray it, you hear people say it. If you're around church long enough, you know the lingo. But my brothers and sisters, I'm introducing you into the word of God so that you know for yourself And not only so we can become large Christians, but so that we can pass on this information as mature believers, spirit-led believers, sons and daughters of Christ, not babes in the faith. So in John chapter 14, me and you are going to find Jesus is preparing to leave this earth to go to the Father. He reveals that he's the son of God. He reveals that his father is one with him, that he's one with the father. He reveals that he's going to prepare a place for us. And then he also reveals that he will not leave us as orphans. In this following verse here, he says he he will come and gather us. He will not leave us as orphans. He will come to you. He says, but I'm going to leave you another helper. His name is the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth. This is where I'm going to finish tonight as I, on Mondays, start the teachings of who the Holy Spirit is. First, I want to leave you with this. This is not a gimmick. This is not my teaching. This is not my ideology. This is not my opinion. This is the word of God. Jesus said he's going to leave another helper. His name is the Spirit of Truth. I want you to know that Jesus says something important here. There's a lot of believers still not really receiving the power of the Holy Spirit, and we'll get into that. But Jesus says here in verse 17 of John chapter 14, he says, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and he will be in you. Big difference than those that are in the world. People can have religion. People can profess Christ. People can have a little slot or compartment or scheduled place like going to church. But I'm talking about spirit life. I'm talking about walking in the spirit. I'm talking about him dwelling in you, on you, around you, and through you all over. The Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, does that very thing. He guides and leads us into all truth. Not your truth, not my truth, but his truth. He is the third person. Ha, hallelujah. He is the third person in the Trinity. 
And that's how divine our God is. That he's not only in agreement with himself. The Bible says that he said his word even above his name. We know that his name is the name above every name. But if you look at the Bible, he said his word even above his name so that he has to honor it. Then he has the son. John chapter 1 verse 1. The word was, was with God and the word was God. In the beginning was the word. So we see that it's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He's wrapped in these three to keep his covenant and his divinity and his holiness. And he's all that in a bag of chips. He's all that. He's everything. He's omnipotent. He's holy. He's worthy to be praised. This has got to stir you up. And you've got to be able to teach this to somebody else. Because you have to be a believer that's not only spirit-led, spirit-filled, but able to pass on the spirit. Jesus says, I'm going to leave you another helper. We're going to get into that in our next messages on Monday. Remember, uh, listen, pretty soon, Valor Ministries is going to uh, get its little wings. And eventually, it's got to jump out of the nest. And I believe that uh, I'm surrounded by, by some eagles that are going to help me fly. Most importantly, I'd like to invite you to a one-on-one, to, to a personal uh, gathering, uh, a, a connect with uh, me and my wife. Um, DM me. Let me know. What do you think about that? Uh, would you be interested? Would you like to be a part of it? Um, and if the first thing that's running through your mind is, oh, well, what is so-and-so going to think? Or um, what is my church going to... Maybe, maybe, maybe there's an issue already. Because we're all one body, one spirit, under one God. I'd like to encourage you. I'd like to uh, have fellowship with you. If you would love to have fellowship with me and my wife, um, we would love to have you in our home. Valor Ministries is, is going to be a church, I believe. A ministry of of those that are filled with the spirit of God and courage in the face of danger. And I'm excited about it. I just wanted to throw that out there to you pretty soon. Um, we're going to get together. So I'd love to see how you feel about that. Uh, I ask that you pass that along. Maybe, maybe you don't need it. Maybe somebody else might, but anybody you send to me, I'm going to love them. Anybody you send to me, I'm going to treat them with the love of God and respect and I'm going to do my best to encourage them. So I pray that you've been blessed by this message. If you have, um, encourage someone else to, uh, to watch, to take, take a listen. Uh, a lot of times, more fresh forever. Hey, thanks a lot for joining. I appreciate you. Um, you guys, leave me a message. Leave me some comments. Um, I really, really could use the encouragement myself. But um, be blessed. Just know that that I love you and just know that I'm believing in the call of God to love you and to serve you and to um, help you in your walk with God and be equipped and strengthened. So listen, your neighborhood preacher always says, stay up, stay prayed up because the devil is a liar. And remember, we're real people with real issues, real problems, serving a real God. He's got an answer to them all.
I love you. I want to bless you, Father, in the name of Jesus. I just boldly confess that every stronghold, every addiction, I boldly confess that every ache, every pain, any spirit of confusion, of disarray, I bind up in the name of Jesus. And I speak confusion to the camp of the enemy. I speak confusion and blindness and darkness to Satan's camp, not by my strength or might, but by the name above every name, Jesus Christ. Every family member in the body of Christ, those that are sick, those that are in the hospital beds, those that are suffering, those that feel ill, those that feel sick, those that feel weary in their mind and in their body, I speak a refreshing, not only over myself, over you, over the body of Christ, those things that are feeble and weak for you to strengthen, mighty God. And as we set our eyes on you and the word of God to know that Jesus left a helper, the spirit of truth, spirit of truth come and reign over our lives tonight. Reign over our lives in such a way, show yourself strong that we just know that we know that we know you're moving in our life. In the precious name of Jesus, I bless you until next time. Stay up, stay prayed up. I love you all. Good night.